Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Today in the studio, I have somebody so special to me. I have my daughter, Alana Rivera. Hey mom, it's so good to be here with you. Well, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to talk to parents. And you know, Alana, I want you to help me. We are going to encourage some parents when it comes to raising their kids in Christ. Many people think because my husband and I have been in ministry for a long time that all of a sudden our kids are going to be perfect. Uh, In fact, that's what they thought about me and my brothers and sisters. They used to tell me, oh, your parents are pastors. You should know better. And well, we didn't always know better, but (laughs) praise God, we stood on that scripture found in Proverbs 22, 6, and it says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Alana, I want to, I want you to do some of the answering today of these questions (laughs) um, and tell us, you know, tell everybody listening, what was it like for you? Your mom and dad are pastors, you know, we're involved in ministry full time. What was it like for you growing up in church? Well, honestly, I always loved church as a kid. I really got involved because I know that you were part of, you know, the children's ministry. And I remembered even even when I was two years old, I used to sing. So in all the little plays and all the, even as a four, five, six-year-old, I just loved getting involved. And it was just a place where I could creatively grow in the gifts and not not even before I even knew I had those gifts I was able to do that in church and all my best friends were there and I didn't feel like church was a place I had to go to but it was a place that I feel like you and dad really created for me and my brothers as a place to have fun and to learn Jesus in a really interactive way I think that's such a key thing because You know, a lot of times people say, oh, please, I do not want to go to church. Or they would tell me sometimes like, I can't get my kids to go to church for nothing. And, you know, growing up, church was just a part of our life. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a choice, right? Yeah, it wasn't a choice. I had friends that used to skip church because they had to go to football practice or skip church because they had, you know, other curricular activities. But my, you know, extracurricular (laughs) was the church. It was the plays. It was all those things. And honestly, I didn't feel like I missed out at all. You know, I remember one time I played basketball and so did you. And um, they had a camp and I was like, no, I mean, my youth has a camp. And you actually ran into the same thing. I made a decision. It wasn't even my mom and dad. And I was like, no, you know, I want to be at my youth camp. And I think a lot of that is because our church has really focused in on kids, really focused in on youth, and we've made it a fun place. Because um, you've had friends that came with you growing up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no matter, I went to a few different schools for some reasons, but because of that, I was able to meet different people. And honestly, it was like inviting people to church was like inviting people to my house. It was something that I loved to do because I had faith and I had um, just so much fun in where I was going that I knew for sure that if I invited my friends, they'd have fun too. And you're you're right. You know, some churches, I'm going to be honest with you, they're not fun. Nope. (laughs) They're not. And so, you know, parents, if you're listening, if you're mom, if you're dad, look, 
you're saved, you know the Lord, you're going to heaven, but we have got to put our attention on our kids and make sure that they're not just, it's not just that it's always a party, you're having fun, but to know God is fun because God is joy. He is where we get our strength from. And so, I mean, that's how it was for us. You know, I love doing our kids outreach. I love being involved in the plays. And so I I do want to speak to you moms and dads, check on your kids. Are they growing in their faith? Alana, let me ask you a question. You know, even though you were young, you know, growing up in the church, you were involved in ministry. And I will say, I never said like, Alana, you got to sign up for anything. (laughs) You know, you did that on your own. Why did you think getting involved in ministry was something that would be good for you? First off, what I've studied even in psychology, and I can say that even in, you know, how I grew up is that I saw the example first of my parents and I saw how my parents served and they made that a priority. And even as, you know, a 10 year old, I was wanting to teach the three and four year olds and the five year olds. And I would even go to, you know, go to the Dollar Tree and pick out some stickers for my kids and stuff at 10 years old because I saw the joy that you all had. And, you know, every child and every person is looking for joy in their lives. And I saw how fulfilled you and dad were in ministry. And I I really enjoyed it as well. You know, as one of my friends has said to me, uh, there's no junior Holy Spirit. And so the same Holy Spirit that are in the adults, you know, the Holy Spirit is active and available to children as well. And, um, you know, I was just empowered, I think, um, by you and dad and also just in the environment we were in our church to serve because I knew that that was actually what I was made for. So actually, you know what I totally forgot? Remember that time you bought little Chinese boxes and you did a whole children's church thing. I don't know if you even remember it, but she was like, Mom, I want to get a little craft and I want to teach. And, you know, <laughs> we wanted you, you know, you kids each had gifts and talents. Um, a lot of times we think it's only the adults that can serve. But if we don't teach our kids, then of course you're never going to want to do it. But if you can show them how fun it is, you're going to plant these seeds really early. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I was that mom, man. I was taking my kids to AAU, to soccer, to basketball, to every event. But it was so important to make sure you were still plugged into church. Because at the end of the day, mom and dads, I'm just going to tell you, sports are great. Might get a deal going to college. But when life hits you, and when you face a rough patch in your life, and your kids will, you have done it, it's going to happen to them. It's not going to be the basketball game that they lean back on and go, oh my goodness, how can I fix my life? But it's going to be their relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know, Alana, you you served here as a young uh, person, and, and tell us some of the ministries that you served in. So I served in the dance ministry, I served in um, the worship team especially, um, I served in, you know, teaching the children. I, gosh, I was just in every place I could, I was here. I pretty much was at the church more than I was at my actual home. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think something I saw, you know, in comparison with a lot of my friends, because of sports and academics and other things their parents made even more in a priority than church, they were constantly struggling for worth and constantly struggling for, you know, feeling like they were enough because sometimes, you know, whether it is you lose a basketball game or you get a C on that report or whatever it is, those things waver and they're so temporary. But at the end of the day, when you, you know, when you know your worth in Christ and you know that his love doesn't change for you, then you can live your life more peacefully 
and, um, you know, maybe not even have some of the issues that a lot of my friends struggled with growing up, whether it was, you know, mental health in other areas, depression, or teen pregnancy like there were so many things so many things that a lot of parents may not even be aware that their children are involved with not that I was perfect ultimately I I had a grounding that was much different than the other temporary successes and let's talk about that you know I mean here I am I'm a mom you know I'm involved in church and my faith is in God I mean I've never turned my back on the Lord even though I've wanted to yell at him a couple times ago God where are you you're not hearing my prayers but you know what just because your kid grows up in church it doesn't mean that they are not going to deal with temptation and not deal with issues and I remember there was a season Alana where you were playing basketball and we thought just like kind of that worldly mentality like wow you're such an amazing basketball player let's pull you out of you know the homeschool situation and let's go to the public school and it turned into a quick wreck Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, we, many of you guys that know my podcast, know our ministry, um, we reach out to men and women that are hurting. They're dealing with addiction. They're dealing with life struggles. And it's a constant reaching to people that are hurting. And we watched you, like, reach out to all these friends who were hurting. But then the reality was none of them were strong in their faith. And you were kind of, like, being tugged down by them. Mm-hmm. And you went through this tough season. Yeah, Just to talk a little bit about that, I think one thing is really important for parents to know is that sometimes it's not your fault that your kid, you know, is being pulled in in a different direction in a season in their life. And I say season because it was just a season. You know, ultimately, when you train your child up in the way he should go, just because he might swerve doesn't mean that he's, you know, not going to come back. Yeah, he's going to, you know, that is the promise that we stand on, that he will come back. Um, She will come back. And, you know, I think for me, it was it was good intentions. I had a lot of friends that I really loved and I've always been someone to just open up my heart to people from different walks of life and different backgrounds and and I just wanted to be someone that could touch everyone but ultimately you know in that place in time I was way too overconfident in my own strengths and I didn't realize you know anyone is susceptible if you're around the right (laughs) the right or wrong environment to be pulled and to be shaped into something that you know, my parents worked really hard for me not to be pulled into. And so my parents, I think, did the right thing. And they, instead of waiting it out and seeing if I could pick up in that moment, they had this discernment moment and they decided to take it and just, you know, minister to me by not letting me continue in that way and truly taking a stand. Alana, you just said it so amazing because the first thing you said is, parents, it's not your fault. Yeah. The hardest thing, and I want you guys to hear me, that I had to get over was I thought, what a horrible mom. How could I have missed this? I reach hurting. I reach broken. I'm like preaching, you know, go get your kids and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, here's my own daughter that kind of got pulled into this depression and dealing with anxiety, making bad choices with friends. And I mean, it just was such a spiral and it happened so quickly. Mm -hmm. And when all of a sudden it was like, boom, we saw like something had to change. 
It was. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. And this is why a prayer life is so important because the Holy Spirit was just, I couldn't sleep. And the Lord was saying, get her, get her, get her and yeah. get a hold of your daughter. Stop what you're doing. Wake up and see what's happening. And when I tell you, as God is my witness, I was so broken because I blamed myself and I said, how could I have missed this? But you know, the enemy comes in like a thief in the night to yeah. kill, steal and destroy our children. But God comes to give life and life more abundantly. And that morning, um, she I don't know how, you were laying with me in the bed there. And I leaned over and I said, good morning, wake up. Guess what? You're not going to that school again. Yeah. And that was it. And she was like, what? I said, yeah, give me your phone. Give me your cell phone. This is over. This ends today. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the problem, parents. Is it when I did that, and Alana, you know this, it's at a risk that your kids are going to go, oh, I hate you, or curse you out behind their backs, or all that. But I knew that it really wasn't, in a weird way, listen to what I'm saying, it really wasn't even about Alana in that second. It was about how God was going to hold me accountable as a parent to go, you know, I gave you one job. You needed to be accountable in this second. And so I had to make a decision at risking her, you know, approval of me to make the right decision for the rest of her life. And too many times, listen to what I'm saying, parents, you're trying to be a buddy to your child and to your kids in that moment instead of being the parent. And that's hard, Alana, because you know, I love you. We're so close. And would I rather you hug all over me and go, mom, you're the best. Yeah. And I don't think you thought I was the best in that exact (laughs) moment. No, but I think because honestly, you you know, you had shown yourself to make the right decisions for me as a child for so many years that even though I was upset in that moment, I knew that you wanted what was best for me. So I can trust that even though I was angry in that moment, I was going to turn back around and, you know, and I knew that I could trust you, even though it felt like I was violated in that moment. (laughs) I couldn't say goodbye to my friends. I was like, are you kidding me? And you know what, parents? Look, I'm going to tell you, if there's warning signs right now, if you're seeing something, if you're nervous, don't ignore it. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you, and you've got to take action. You know, this stuff of your kids locking their doors, and you can't go read their text, uh, you need to wake up. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care if I get hate mail on this, listen to what I'm saying. I've run a ministry for years with people in addiction that have attempted suicide, that have dealt with cutting, that have dealt with all this stuff. Don't think it's a kid on the street. It can happen to our children. It can happen in our family. And all of a sudden, you're not paying attention. And God's saying, you better get in there and find out because you are the parent. And so I would take my kids' phones. I, my parents would do the same thing. There's no locked doors in my house, baby. Not until you pay the rent. Yep. You know, and I thank God. My only regret is sometimes I wish I did it sooner. Yep. Because you think like, wow, you could have avoided this. But you know, God used all of this, Alana, and, and just turn your life around. You know, we grew so much closer through that. Man, I remember stopping everything on my calendar and just like I was watching her every moment. I didn't even want you to jump in a bathtub alone. I was so nervous because you had gotten so depressed. I wanted to make sure there was no kind of crazy thoughts going through your head. You know, suicide is a real thing that parents deal with. And so I didn't have all the answers, guys. Listen, you don't have to be the perfect parent. You don't have to, you know, be in full-time ministry. God has given you what you need. But sometimes we got to grow in our own faith and we need to hear from the Lord 
And during that season, Alana, I never fasted so much. I got on my knees. I was like, God, guide me and show me because I don't got what it takes. I don't have what it takes. And Lord, I need to hear from you. But we praise God it didn't stay there. You know, the Lord lifted you out of that whole situation. Not only lifted you out, catapulted you (laughs) out of it. You know, we did a little season where we did some homeschool. Oh, yes. <laughs> homeschool. And you know what? But, it, you know, it, it kind of separated you from everything and I think helped you get your thinking cap on, right? Yeah. Then you went off to Liberty University and you went off to college. Tell us a little bit of how that shift and, you know, maybe what was pivotal for you at that time. So I think number one was, you know, during during this time that I was you know, coming out of this, my parents, you and dad never really shamed me because of the things that I went through. You know, that was a really big thing. You know, the Bible says that it's the kindness of Jesus that leads us to repentance. And so although I was definitely, you know, guilty of so much in that time, I had the support that you and dad gave me that I was still involved in the youth group and Pastor Eddie was a big part of that. He would take me out to lunch and he didn't just say, oh, she's just so horrible and push her to the side. Instead, he even brought me even more into the youth group. So I think part of it was getting more involved. Um, I went to Banner Christian School and I was able to get into the school that I was starting to lead worship every morning. Oh, that's right. And my worship leader there was a really big encouragement in my life. And then from there, I went to go check out Liberty and um, tried out for their worship team and was able to get almost a full ride, um, full tuition paid for for those four years. Actually, I finished in three years um, while I was there. Praise God. Um, <laughs> but it was it. it's just been so crazy, so amazing that, you know, and you um, led worship there. Yeah, I led worship at Liberty University, and I was able to sing at convocation there. Um, and guys, I'm going to have a proud mommy moment real quick. <laughs> it's, it's sing at convocation. How many seats are in that auditorium? Um, around, I guess, 12,000. Yeah, about 12,000. Some, maybe up to 14, <laughs> depending. And but. then, really, online, I mean, there's, there's yeah. like 50,000 people yeah. that are members. And I got to tell you guys, first time I went and saw Lana leading in that coliseum and I'm just sitting like a little ant in that (laughs) coliseum and I see my daughter up there I just broke in tears and I was crying not because oh God put her on this platform but because God rose her up out of the depths of pain and hurt and suffering and he restored her and I want you to hear me guys do not stop praying for your kids. God can restore them. I don't care how far your child is gone. You know, in our ministry, Alana, I mean, you've seen it firsthand here. We have seen, look, our ministry is filled with kids that were in homeschool and in private schools and Christian schools that end up caught up in a life of addiction and, you know, you name it. There, I don't think there's a story we haven't heard, but I will tell you this, don't stop praying. My grandmother prayed for my father He was in addiction. He was involved in gangs. And some of you guys know the story. David Wilkerson, God sent him to the streets of New York and got my dad off of that street 60 years ago, never to go back to that lifestyle, Mm -hmm. raised him up to be the pastor, a preacher, an evangelist, and it changed generations. Don't give up on your kids. And, And you know what? I just feel this from the Lord right now, just to speak into somebody's heart that, you know, maybe you're listening and you say it's too late. Mm -hmm. You know what? As long as they're alive, it's not too late. 
okay? And I want you to do this is to really set apart time. Don't say, hey, Rosalina, you don't know. I pray all the time. No, I want you to even pray even more. You know, when a child wants something, Alana, they'll just go, mommy, 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 mommy. We got to do that to God and don't give up. But you know, you said something really important is that we didn't shame you. Yeah. And I told you this since you were little. I said, there is nothing you can do that I will reject you. I might be upset, okay, for a moment, but there is nothing you can do that will ever turn our love away. And I don't want you ever to think that mommy and daddy, here we are in ministry, praying for everybody we don't even know. And sometimes parents reject their own kids. They get yeah. so angry, they shame their kids. Yeah. And you've run into that. No, I, you know, I have had a lot of friends growing up that got involved with the wrong people and I've had their parents come up to me because I've stayed friends with them all these years and say, man, I wish that my kid was more like you. I wish, you know, I've even told my kid, I wish that you'd just be more like, you know, Alana. And that is the worst thing that you could probably do because even though it seems innocent and it's just an example, it's a comparison. And the, you know, that is something that I find a lot of my friends who still may not be in the right place with the Lord, they have a lot of resentment towards the church and towards their parents trying to get them to come to church and things because they feel like there's a level that they can never measure up to. But ultimately, that is the whole point of Christ. And it's the point that people miss, a point that kids miss a lot of times. There's not a level you level up to with the Lord, ultimately, it's we couldn't measure up, we couldn't find, you know, salvation, we couldn't find healing, and we can't find um, worth apart from Christ, because we are made to be in relationship with him. And we're actually given a new name and given new authority and given new inheritance in Christ and a confidence that we can't find in the world. And so, you know, I would just encourage you parents, faith is, you know, being able to keep going and keep declaring and keep praying without seeing the result just yet. And while you can't see your kid in the fullness of who who they are supposed to be and who you believe God has them to be, just continue to encourage them and to uplift them and build them up and bring kindness to them. It's so easy to forgive Mm, other people. It's so easy, I think, you know, to forgive someone. I I find it easier to, you know, forgive forgive someone as a stranger or forgive, you know, someone else in the church where, you know, my dad could be preaching and we just had it out in the kitchen. And, you know, it's hard for me to forgive because it's hard sometimes to have grace for those closest to us, the people that we love the most, because we love them so much that we want the best for them. And it becomes frustrating, but don't allow your frustration, the waiting of it all to get you off of you know the track that you need to be in encouraging your child and building them up in Christ and just continuing I know my grandfather always says that in the middle of his addiction you know his mother used to pray and say you're going to be a pastor one day <laughs> and instead of saying what are you doing what's wrong with you why aren't you like your brother or sister it was she more it was more like him. you're going to be a pastor and I'm sure that's you know he didn't say the nicest words back <laughs> but that prayer is that prayer of faith is declaring something you can't see as it is already done. That's right. Oh, Lana, that is wonderful. I pray you guys are listening out there and that it's touching you. Number one, you got to point them to Christ. 
You know, they, they may not know who Christ is. And so you got to show them the love of God, not the judgment of God, mm. not the condemnation, but the forgiveness. And you have to do that in a loving way. You cannot shove the Bible down their throat. You cannot shove Christianity. One of the best ways they can see that is through your love and your forgiveness. Yes. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is to pray. Prayer doesn't mean in their face. You're going to sit down and we're going to pray about this right now. No, see what it is. It's a spiritual battle. This is going to be a prayer where you're going to have to get on your knees, set aside separate time and make it a matter of conversation with God. The other thing is this. You need to acknowledge there is something wrong and don't think to yourself that everything's perfect. Get in there, find out. I'll tell you, it was not a happy moment for me. I felt less than as a parent when I saw that my kids struggled with things that I was absolutely clueless about. But I needed to know what it was and acknowledge, you know what? There is something wrong in their life. You know, the other thing is this. Please do not expect them to be perfect. We think our kids should act Christ-like, but maybe they have not received the Lord. Just because you attend church does not make you a Christian. Yep. Just because you walk into your garage, you know, doesn't make you a car. So, <laughs> you know, you you need to make sure that you're not expecting something they can't give because you'll be disappointed every time. You know, lastly, I want to say, just like the prodigal son, you need to welcome them home. It is easier sometimes to accept somebody that you don't know that came out of this radical, crazy lifestyle than to accept your own children. Look, life, it comes and goes so quickly. And being at odds with your family, being at odds with your children, winning a conversation just so you can be the, you know, the winner of that, Alana, you know, it, it's not worth it, is it? It's no. better to have peace. And, you know, the other day you said something <laughs> so funny. Um, you were like, yeah, my mom, she's just like a peacemaker. And I was so proud, but I was like, gosh, does she not remember how it was? Like when she was younger, I'd be yelling, screaming, losing my mind. Hey, I wasn't born that way, but it became that way. And we can change. You know, if you're feeling guilty and you think I failed as a parent, or maybe I had a drinking problem, or maybe I had a divorce with my husband, or, you know, maybe something went down the way I didn't expect it. Forgive yourself. Ask the Lord for forgiveness and begin again. Maybe your kids are grown and they're out of the house. It's not too late. We're seeing relationships, right, Alana? You know, through through the outreaches of the Mercy House yep. and New Life Youth. We're seeing parents come back together when the kid's in their 30s. Yeah, we're seeing it come together when the kids are in their 40s. That's right. <laughs> it is not too late. And you know what? Actually, I, I just got to check in my spirit. Maybe, maybe your kid's not here anymore. You know, maybe there was somebody who overdosed. Maybe they dealt with suicide. Maybe there was a cancer. Maybe there was something tragic. But you're still here. You can still find peace. You can go before the Lord and he can go into the deepest parts of your heart and he can heal you. But you know how he can use you? You can become a spiritual parent to a kid that really doesn't have a mom or dad. So I believe there's a place for everybody. But you know, as we wrap this up today, Alana... Can you pray for the moms and dads that are dealing right now with that little rascal, you know, that kid that is just kind of stretching all of their energy and they feel like giving up? Um, would you pray a prayer of hope for them? Absolutely.
Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you welcome us, God, to your table as we are your children, Lord. And God, you've never given up on us, Lord. And there's never a moment, God, even when we felt too far gone, that you ever let go of us, that you ever, God, just let your hand go from us, Lord, that you've never turned away from us, God, no height, nor, nor depth, nor anything in this world, any principality of darkness, God, can separate us from your love. So, Lord God, I pray right now for these parents, Lord, who who feel like they've lost hope, God, or maybe they've even just grown resentment towards their own children, Lord, or whatever it may be, God. We know that, God, that your love, God, casts out fear. Your love casts out the strongest walls, Lord, that we build up in our hearts, Lord. Your love brings us home, Lord. We know that it's just like in the, the story of the prodigal son, God, that the father in the story ran after his child. He became undignified when he saw his his son coming home, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that that's the love that you have. God, I pray that you would pour that love out into um, these parents, Lord, that that they would be welcoming with their children, Lord, that that when they um, when they just encourage their children more in you, Lord, that they would see, God, your hand, Lord, that you, God, would draw their children back to you, God. You, God, would be the one to draw their children back to their homes, Lord, and God, that you would heal relationships, Lord. We know that you, God, are the healer, Lord. You are the provider, Lord. It's who you are. It's not just something that you do, but it's who you are. So God, we can come before you as the Prince of Peace. We can come before you as our good Father and trust God and just put this God, lay these burdens down in your hands, knowing that you love these children, God, more than, you know, these parents could ever love their children. So because you have this great love, Lord, you will be faithful to do what you've said you will do, Lord. And we put our trust and faith in you. And God, we we just walk out in this joy that you have, God, in your presence. We ask you, Lord, to fill these parents, Lord, where they feel broken, God, where they feel empty, where they feel hopeless. And Lord, let your light shine in them that their children would be drawn to you. So we thank you, God. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a great prayer. Alana, it was so fun to have you here today. And you are getting married in how many days? 24 days. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. It's so good to be here with you. We want to keep on encouraging you. So I have a book that just came out. You can find it on Amazon or you can go to Rosalinda dot live rosalinda dot live and it's actually called wonder mom not because i was the wonder mom but it's great fun silly stories that even happen in our household (laughs) but they are a daily devotion to encourage you as a mother hey if you guys know a new mother this would make a great gift for them make sure you check that out on rosalinda dot live If you're listening and maybe you do have a son or a daughter that's dealing with addiction remember new life Dot center is a place that you can find hope and healing. So thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, when you put your trust in God, he will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast.
podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.